What's up, guys? Faruqi Bros here, and this is podcast number 15. And today we're going to be deep diving into what Zack Snyder dropped on Vero uh, a few hours ago. So basically, uh, and I'm going to put this, it's going to be on, uh, for those on YouTube, it's going to be right on the screen. And for those on iTunes, you guys can go on Vero to check out what Zack Snyder put. Uh, to put some context, uh, there has been a fan initiative going on. Uh, for the better part of the last year, uh, and done by fans on Vero, fans all over uh, the world, and it's donating money to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So basically, a lot of fans made fan t-shirts, a lot of it's based on uh, Zack Snyder's work, and all money generated from those t-shirts go to uh, that charity and, and hopefully help prevent uh, future uh, suicides. So... Uh, Zack Snyder himself decided to design this alongside a friend, and he made a t-shirt of it as well. So for those who want a t-shirt of this, uh, we'll put a link in the description below, and you guys can uh, do donate and support. Uh, again, all money goes to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, a great cause, so uh, make sure to support that. So now that we got that uh, out of the way, let's kind of just deep dive into this and before we do that, let's uh, introduce ourselves. Uh, I am Editor-in-Chief Shiraz Faruqi, and I'm joined by my brother, Zayan. What's up, guys? My cousin, Umar. Hey, everyone. And my other cousin, Samir. What's up? So, uh, now right now we're all, this is kind of like our raw take. So we're all looking at this. We're seeing uh, a pretty complicated image. There's a lot going on in here. And I think we're going to just open the floor and talk about, let's not, before we go into the nitty-gritty What's like your first impression when you saw this? Like, Umar, what's your first impression? The second you saw this, what did you think? Um, I was actually in a meeting and I have my notifications off on for uh, Zack Snyder's Twitter account. So when I first saw it, I'm... <laughs> that was my first reaction. <laughs> my second reaction was uh, um, a lot of words I can't say, actually. <laughs> because it's preschool toys. I... Yeah, I mean, he put up. He put up a. I think it's basically his Justice League one and two. His whole vision on one kind of uh, on one shirt. There's, as you said, a lot of crap in here, and it's very vague. A lot of the stuff is very like I don't even know what half the stuff is. Uh, we're, we're gonna get into it, but uh, yeah, like my first reaction was what the hell. <laughs> I think we're all the yeah, same. Yeah, dude, same thing. When when I saw the notification pop up, Zach Snyder tweeted it. I thought it was the Twilight Zone or something. It was like, it's been like, I don't know how long, like a year or two years since he tweeted. And I thought, damn, that, that's crazy. And then when I checked out design, obviously it's so complicated. And there's a lot going on. I mean, I don't even know what to wrap my head around first. I think my eyes fixate on the Superman because the rays, the, the symbol, because the rays start coming out and that really makes you want to focus at it. But other than that, yeah, I was pretty shocked. I was pretty surprised to see Zach Snyder tweet this, but it's for a really great cause, so which is awesome. Samir, what about you? I mean, at first when I looked at the the simple, I mean, there's a lot of symbolism in it, and you know, it's really complicated. So I didn't really give him much thought. I, I glanced at it and the sun logos, and then yeah, I just closed it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I think yes, and since then I think we got on a call. We started texting each other on the group chat. We're all like, just talking about. What's going on here? I think now that we kind of looked at it a little bit, uh, we can go through it a little slow and see what it means. So right at the top of the artwork, you see uh, Aquitus. Aquitus, you know, I don't know how to pronounce that word. It must be Latin. Aquitas. Aquitas, yeah. So what, how are you pronounce? We're not, we're not Latin speakers, so <laughs> you got to forgive us on that. But the direct translation of that word means justice. So immediately, right. if you look at that, you're thinking, all right, this is something to do with the Justice League, and obviously uh, the Snyder Cut, uh, his vision for Justice League 2, which was never um, actually brought to screen. But Justice is the first thing you see, and right under Justice, you see the Superman logo. So obviously Superman was the start of the DCEU, and <clears throat> kind of like the main character in Snyder's arc is that Superman's journey, uh, birth, death, and rebirth, and all of that. So then we let's go let's go right we'll we'll read right right to left so let's go right first and what do you guys see here you see Aquaman's trident right and you see a crown right yep 
And that leads right into the Aquaman area. So what's going on then after Aquaman is the interesting thing. What's what these what, what these chain links? And you guys think what this means? Chain links going down between Aquaman and the cyborg logo. <clears throat> and you guys hard to sell it. It's hard to tell. I mean it could mean they're breaking free from something. Um I mean, one of the chains, one of the things is broken. Yeah, so it's like one of the links is broken. Yeah, so, so maybe a weak link, weak yeah. link of some kind. That's interesting. Interesting thing. So representative of the weak link. The weak link between them, something. Like yeah, maybe, maybe something here is interesting. One person's a king, the other person's a human. There's a bridge there. So then we get to the cyborg logo, and then between cyborg and Batman. What do you think, Omar? That was like a mother box to you or not? Yep. Yeah. Hell yeah. Two so, mother boxes. Yeah, two mother boxes, probably maybe the box of Atlantis and the box of Earth. You know, I, I read that differently. I read that as I feel like the symbol outside has something to do with the heroes that are in that are surrounding it. So I see this as like the book of knowledge. Mother box has a lot of information on knowledge and Batman and Cyborg are probably the two smartest characters on the league. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's a good one. So then we get uh, to Batman. Now this is something interesting. Uh, the Batman logo is here, and we're going to go through the middle of it, which has a lot going on as well. And then under Batman, we're seeing um, a fetus inside of like a, you know, a triangle. Bruh. It kind of looks like a, <laughs> like a Harry Potter thing, like uh, the Deathly Hallows a little bit, right? That's true. So what, what's going on here? Like, I think... There's some theories on this. Uh, there's some things I think we have an idea about, but we can't like completely say. But we have an idea on kind of what this could mean. Uh, but if we didn't know what this was, Umar, what would you think it is? <laughs> uh, well, it looks like a... You know what's crazy? <clears throat> I actually didn't see the Batman logo above it. I thought that was actually just Clark. You know when he's born... In my head. Yeah, but then yeah. I saw the Batman logo. I was like, is he having a son or a daughter or something? What the hell is happening here? Yeah, so it's interesting. It's an interesting concept. Uh, and, if you, and if you look at it, it's linked to Superman. Like, if you go, like, this, above him is his casket. Someone's casket is probably, like, you guess it's Superman's casket. No, yeah. So there's a W on it, so I assume. Or, it yeah, could it could be Wayne, Bruce Wayne's, Wayne's casket, Bruce too. Wayne, yeah. So a lot of different. That's the thing is, it yeah, can be interpreted Wayne, or the Waynes as in the there's parents. There's dark side Courtland, Courtland, with an A on it, and then with a sword and a Superman. Umar, you're cutting. Like you're cutting a little bit. Umar, right. so. you're cutting a little bit. So just talk a little closer to the mic a little bit. But yeah, I think we got what you're saying with the Courtland thing. Yeah, let's go into the middle in yeah, a second. It's kind, of, it's kind of, it's all kind of linked, like the dark side. Yeah, the Omega. Yeah, symbol, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, it's all kind of linked. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. trying to say it without... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I feel it. I feel it. But, so let's let's keep going around the circle before we get in. Samir, why don't you break down what you think is going on between the Flash symbol and the Batman symbol? What's going on there? Give me your thoughts. What's your breakdown? I feel like it might be the Flash Flashpoint Paradox because of the time. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. That's possible. You look, have like the look, scythe, which you represent. The scythe, yeah, the scythe is a complete angel of death. You see the wings, yeah. which could represent like a rebirth. And then, and then the, the clock, it's the hourglass. And we know Flash can go back in time. Flash has saved people. Samir hit it right in the head. Like this 100% screams like this Flashpoint idea or something that Batman's going back in time. Like, not Batman. The Flash is going back in time to warn Batman. Like, if you read it left to right, then it looks like the Flash is warning Batman... Of the impending doom. Yeah, about his own death even. Because Batman dies in in BVS because Superman kills him in the nightmare sequence, right? So there could be something there. I'm, I'm feeling it. Alright, so now we're going... Just keep going around. So we see between the Flash logo and the Wonder Woman logo, you got like a DNA thing going. This is like the metahuman gene. Remember Lex Luthor said? The metahuman thesis? Yeah. yeah. So I'm feeling some... But also it could be the Codex. It could also be the Codex. Remember, every Kryptonian cell is under Superman, and maybe something there is there. Like, maybe it's, for some reason, Superman is connected to this 
idea, you know? Like, I don't know, but I don't want to bring up the Doomsday Clock, the comic, but in the comics right now, uh, retroactively, I don't know if this was created like way before in terms of the conception, but in the Doomsday Clock, there's, say, there's like a thing called like the metahuman thesis as well, similar to that, where they call the Superman theory, where the people are, the scientists and everyone are thinking about how is it possible that only after Superman showed up that millions of superheroes are showing up now, and they all happen to be in America, so why is why is this the case? And there's like a case study kind of thing. And this is kind of similar to that. I feel like maybe something to do with Superman arriving on Earth is the reason why all these other heroes are kind of doing their thing. I don't know. So then we got, Zian, you can go between Wonder Woman and Superman. What are your thoughts? What's going on there? So there's an eagle. Usually, I mean, in American culture, eagle represents like freedom. Yeah. And you got like the sword, so freedom by force. Also, also... Since it's with Wonder Woman, and it's with Wonder Woman too. So Wonder Woman's very connected to that symbolism that's as well. True, the symbol is very, very similar. And then you know we we run back to Superman, which is like uh, the apex point on the top of the logo. And then we go down, and there's a sword with something written on it. And I, I don't know what that means. I, I'm sure someone will translate it. But there's no like those at little the symbols. End of it is a, at the end of it is a dark side. Omega thing? Yeah, yeah. The Omega symbol as is at the end. What is Omega? Omega symbol has like a is it's a is a character, a letter. So this is probably ancient, like some other language. It's a Greek letter. Greek. Oh, yeah, there you go. It's Greek. So it's Greek. So it's Greek for something. Uh, and I'm well, sure. We dumb though. <laughs> well, we don't know. Well, we don't know. So Umar, you think we're, we're expecting no Greek now? <laughs> Can't find I anything. Greek. <laughs> I'm sure someone will. will I'm pretty sure it has something to do with like, like DC films. Sometimes they shared the, the picture of like the mural that Wonder Woman was looking at, and there's a lot of yeah, yeah. Greek letters talking about dark side. It could have something to do with yeah, that. the ancient war maybe. Yeah. And here's the fun stuff now. Now we have a globe surrounded by two pillars, right? Now one pillar looks like a skyscraper, with um, a bolt. So something about like maybe. Like, uh, this guy, for me, when I look at this, I think about, like, Bruce Wayne. I think, like, Wayne Tower. I think about, like, that kind of infrastructure of Gotham City. Like, that's what I'm getting out of it. And then 3, 3, colon 5. Um, it means, yo, wait a minute. What's up? What's up? The sword thing, like, the writing, yeah. it means I will come. Yo, really? That's it. So we search it up. We search it up on Google. It's, it's, it's a... It's pronounced cataphilia or something. Cataphilia? That's interesting. So, and it means I will come. So does this mean like Superman is coming down or does it mean Darkseid's coming down? Like what are we seeing here? It's interesting. Loki, Loki I think is Darkseid. Well, the, the sword is running Black through Black. a lot of things. Yeah, but the sword... Hitting the tip is hitting the... Exactly. Coffin. The sword is striking through like many panels, right? And then there's, um, there's a Bible verse between... That the globe the and globe the, and that uh, the, the building thing. the gear, and I'm sure someone pulled what quote that was, but we know Snyder likes to use that kind of imagery. He likes to pull those kind of quotes, so that's not surprising out of Snyder's kind of like wheelhouse. The other side is interesting too, because it says AC twenty three. Now AC twenty three is Action Comics twenty three. Funny enough, Action Comics twenty three was the first issue where Lex Luthor was invented. He was invented in this comic. So it could be that that building, the second building with the eye and everything, represents Lex in some way. Because we know Lex is a big thing. And look, look at how the gear and the eye are both kind of focusing on the Earth. So maybe if the gear is like Bruce Wayne and the eye is Lex Luthor and they're both kind of like looking at the world, you know? I don't know. <laughs> am, I, am I getting too meta? <laughs> Uh, Loki. I think we can't trip in Loki. <laughs> nah, it, it kind of makes sense. They both are, are, have different views on how. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm that's just my basic idea. Like I'm just thinking what's going on here. And then there's a big A on the Earth. Like anyone have any ideas on that, or does it mean like Atlas or something? Is it Atlas? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like something like that. But I'm not sure what A means. Maybe just there for it being there. But usually for Snyder's things, it's not the case. So. I'm assuming that means something, some kind of symbolism there. So now we get to the interesting part. It strikes through like a cylinder that has the Omega symbol, like Umar, Umar said, dark sides on it. And there's, three, there's six swords Actually, hitting it. seven if you count the big sword. So yeah, so seven swords are piercing it. What do you guys think about that? And Corlin, Corlin is from 
the fountainhead. Yeah, so Cortland is a name of a boat, I think. No, it's the building. It's the oh, building it's the that building. Yeah. Rourke has to, that designs. Oh, Samir, you know about this, right? Cortland's from Fountainhead? Yeah. So what, what do you think about that? Why is why do they put the Fountainhead, kind of like a quote, a building name from that on, within the dark side symbol? Any, you have any theory on that? It just means that they're fighting against dark side, but then it's weird because the connection that I keep making, at least, is this sword... Like it's it's Superman's symbol. Yeah, you feeling that? Like for me, that means like he got something happened that made him go berserk, and now he's also been being used, maybe by Darkseid, maybe in a different way or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see like that. A puppet or something. I don't know. Yeah, and what is Cortland? What is the exact meaning? So Cortland is like the building that Rourke was designed to make, and he was promised that they would make it in. With his design, even though he it was under the table in secret, and when they found out from, I think was it Keating, yeah, yeah, that they actually disfigured his design and didn't do it, he decided to destroy it, and he said it was his right to destroy it because they disfigured what was supposed to be his, his vision. His vision. So and obviously, that, 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 yeah, that can play on multiple like, levels. <laughs> what are you saying, Omar? I said that one's uh, glaring. Yeah, so that one's an obvious one, I think. Uh, that's the whole Snyder Cut. Yeah, so that, that's an obvious play. Um, so now we get to the fun part. The tip of the sword, remember the sword says, I'm I'm coming, as you guys said, right? Or I'm arriving. The sword is piercing a W. Yeah, so I will come, it's piercing the casket, the casket of someone with W. So, you, so if you didn't look at the W, I would think it's piercing Superman to symbolize Superman's death. But since it's a W... Is it symbolizing Bruce Wayne's death? I think it's 100% symbolizing his death. Cause, probably because he confirmed it. <laughs> yeah. No, That's but it's true. For a few, a little while, I remember like uh, months ago, actually, he, he put out the, the picture, someone put out the picture of like Superman, uh, uh, Superman's death scene in Batman v Superman. And then Snyder commented and he said that, you know, this is kind of, I was going to come back to this for in Justice League 2. Like that was his big plan to make it like a version of this for Batman. So really, it was going to be like very similar to... Uh, That's true. And he talked about how in the background of that scene, there's like two more crosses featuring more deaths. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't more deaths that are going to come. And there's obviously, we all know the comic book... Final uh, Crisis. Final Crisis. Yeah. Where it's a very great comic book. I mean, well, it's an okay comic book, but it has a very great moment where uh, Darkseid, where Batman has the means to kill Darkseid. He has like the bullet that it has that can kill him. And he knows that if he does this and he approaches Darkseid because to get a shot that close, Darkseid's going to kill him. Yeah, suicide. It's a suicide move. And he actually does it to save the world. He sacrifices himself. So he goes and he shoots Darkseid and Darkseid kills him. And then there's like this one great image. I know we all know it. We've seen it a lot of times of Superman holding like the dead body of Batman. And you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it would be pretty interesting if that's kind of how it happened because Superman's death is what galvanized Batman to be a better person and then if batman sacrifices himself for the world that would make sense as well and if we pull back the lens and go to the real world scenario uh and we see kind of situation of why ben affleck is not has been uh kind of trepidatious in taking another role if you think about it he only signed up for a four movie deal he literally said i'm here for four movie deal not a movie more not a movie less right and that was BVS, Justice League, and Justice League 2. Plus his solo. Plus his but he also had this option for the solo. Oh. Also, he was directing the solo in the beginning. But the solo would have taken place like before the acts of Justice League 2 where he dies. Or even if Flashpoint was going to bring everyone back, or whatever the case might be. But the idea was that Ben Affleck only wanted to be Batman for a little while. He didn't want to do like uh, Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans where they, where they played the role for... 10 plus years. Yeah, like 10 movies, 10 years... I think he wanted to play it a little slower and do just four movies and dip. But now that that plan went out the window, I think he also went out the window with it. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Uh, well, again, like these movies take a while, and uh, he's he's at an age now. What is he? Forty three now? Yeah, he's, he's, Something he's, like that. So, I think he's older than yeah, forty three, like, but yeah. Yeah, yeah for one movie, he has to be in shape and all that. Um, I think with the Snyder, with Zack's vision, you would have had 
like the best run of his particular Batman because we would have saw him in Suicide Squad. We would have Batman v Superman. We would have we would have had his standalone version, the one the thing that he wanted to do with Deathstroke and all that. And then we bought we would have had Justice League one, not the fat Batman we got, but yeah, the actual Batman. Then would be his sacrifice play. Um, and Flash says, right? Flash says in Batman v Superman, he says. Lois is the key. Yeah. And you are right about him and you've always been right about him. So like, to me, that means Superman's ghost freaking berserk or something happens and maybe he goes crazy because um, Lois gets killed or something happens. So I would see it as him. Like, he, he's probably saving Lois Lane from Darkseid in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, like he gives be... his life to save her, knowing that Flash told him that she was the key, and that if you don't save her, that Superman would lose his brain. Yeah, and we know so, from you know we, wait, Samir, saying something? No, right. <laughs> you guys said something, but okay. uh, actually, yeah, but I, I, but I think Umar agree. I agree with Umar that because in BVS, in the Nightmare sequence, he Superman said, you know, she was my world, and you took her from me, and then Snyder said. Uh, in a supplemental, I think, of Vero post that Superman was under the influence of the anti-life equation, which is the whole thing Darkseid's all about, the anti-life equation. So that means Darkseid, this probably was a plan where Darkseid or Steppenwolf, they want to kind of use Superman. But we know from the Snyder Cut images and from like, the set photos and things that the end battle of Justice League 1, Superman was a good guy. He was standing with the whole league looking into the boom tube where presumably Luke Darkseid would be there. So... I don't think Superman would be a villain in the movie. It's more like to prevent the Flashpoint future, to prevent Flashpoint, that future of the Nightmare future, I mean, not Flashpoint, to prevent Nightmare, uh, Lois would have to survive no matter what. So possibly something like that. And obviously we saw Snyder comment uh, today. He's commenting on supplemental Vero posts. He's on fan posts, stuff like that. So some people are giving like their theories and he's kind of like either kind of waving it saying it's in good theory or or nice like a nice uh close to what he's thinking so obviously if you read it top down you see superman who's kind of like the sun so all like the rays around him then you see i i will come and then you see the earth then you see the sword piercing through courtland which is like the vision so the sword piercing snyder's vision i don't know but it's also piercing uh the omega symbol then it pierces and touches down on Bruce Wayne, but it doesn't break through. It just kind of touches it. Then you see these droplets coming down, and then you see Batman symbol, and then you see a fetus. So it's interesting stuff, I gotta say. It is, yeah. It's a, it's lot, a lot of stuff a lot going of on digest, here. Yeah. And you have the betwixt between. Yeah, yeah. So the betwixt just please between. Yeah, and inward and outward. Onward and inward, yeah. The inward is between Cyborg and Batman. Outward is between Flash and. Onward, yeah. Yeah, onward is between Flash and Batman. Interesting stuff, but I think this we kind of now that we looked at it, what do you guys think? Like we could have had like I know we would say it like this would have been like Lord of the Rings, but with DC characters, you know, like something like that's really out there and and different and really self-contained in the sense where it really wasn't about the big universe. It was more about one story being told and then supplemental films like backing it up. Uh, Samir, what do you think about like the whole thing now? Like where. We've we've looked through it. We're looking at the whole thing now. What do you think about the vision? Like uh, about like what was going on? Like, would you have liked to see that vision come come to fruition? I mean, obviously, I would like to. I would I would like to see his full vision. You know, without it being messed with. Um, but he got robbed of an insane trilogy. But you know, this this image really embodies this not a good. <laughs> it really does. I think the whole plot is kind of here in a sense. And there's a lot going on, but Omar, why don't you expand on that a little bit? Give me like your whole thoughts as a whole on the vision, uh, kind of like where we're standing right now versus what could have been. Like, give me the whole rundown. Well, uh, like on one level, I like on one level, I look at all this and I'm like, wow, this is some e like storytelling and as much as I like, like I want to say Lord of the Rings this is one of those things where there's so much happening here like I would like I would really like to see like what was his runtime 
for both films? Like, was it was it two hours fifty minutes for both movies? Was it? Because we're talking about a lot of stuff in here. Yeah, and a lot of this stuff looks like Justice League Two. But I think the one thing this really confirms is that yo, we don't know. We actually don't know. We don't know anything about. We don't know to the level that we should about what his vision actually is. Yeah, because if you put together the cutscenes or the rumored cutscenes, um, we're talking about we know only a mere few. If you really think about it, yeah, yeah. Um, we know about like Bruce Wayne getting you know getting all the Justice League to come together. But we don't know why, because it, again, Justice League, the biggest problem with it was that we don't, the motivations are very st- They're thin, like, they're a little thin. Fortunate, but they're, they're stupid, the motivations are dumb. Justice League, but no one knows why the hell you want to do that. Like, no, because remember, they cut the lines out. He literally told Wonder Woman that, you know, something darker is coming and, and he keeps mentioning, like, oh yeah, I had a dream, you know, and he's in the trailer, those lines are there where he's saying... You know, I had a dream. I saw the end of the world. So the nightmare sequence is basically crucial to Snyder's vision. And in Justice League, he just kind of like, they took all those lines out. So just like, oh, I have a feeling something's going to happen. And we got to get the world together. We got to get the team together. But they don't expand on Batman's fears. And because Batman's the only one who's seen the future, like he's had Flash talk to him. He's seen what's going to happen. And he's seen... The vision of himself dying at the hands of Superman. So obviously, yeah, like and uh, yeah, and another like another thing about the actual picture that he released. If you look at it, Superman is like everything is connected to him. Yeah, Literally, the sword. Everything on the page is connected to Superman. Exactly, the sword connected and the two lines. Yeah, that Superman was literally at the heart of every movie that he was going to make. Yeah. It's funny because people say, oh yeah, that Snyder hates Superman, but I think every little thing he does with the character shows that he pretty much adores the character and he really wanted to do something that's never been done before with Superman. And people want, you know, we talk a lot about, like, uh, even our last podcast, we talk, talked about nostalgia a little bit and we talked about people kind of want one version of the character. Well, Snyder was going to bring new mythology. Like, we're talking about stuff that never even happened in the comics. He wants to do something brand new. For the character, and I think, unfortunately, uh, either it was way too ambitious for the studio, or um, obviously things went completely haywire because um, when Batman v Superman got that twenty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, WB reacted in a reactionary way. So the second they saw that Rotten Tomato score, they immediately told Zach. To rewrite Justice League, so they actually changed a lot of uh, the the version of even the Snyder cut wasn't exactly his main version. It was like one or two levels lighter, like one or two levels lighter. Like, I think he probably, I think he probably, because Ray Fisher's Ray Fisher's quote kind of rings in my ear when he said that um, that he shot a lot of footage. He shot enough yeah. to make two films. So yeah. when someone says something like that, then it makes you wonder. Because if he shot five hours of footage, right, five six hours or whatever crazy, yeah, whatever craziness it was, right, then you would have to really think twice about what was what did he actually shoot, and the fact that they had to do so so many reshoots, yeah, like this basically confirms we really haven't seen Superman, exact not Superman. No, we haven't. We haven't. Remember all all we have is we saw a very very ugly version. A very stupid. Yeah, all we have to go. All, no, all we had to go with are the two deleted scenes that were officially released, which is the one where he talks to Alfred, where obviously he's full of hope and very like optimistic, and he's more Superman like, in that scene than the movie. Yeah, he's very Superman in that scene, and then there's the other scene, obviously, which would have been um, the beginning of his second flight scene, where he sees his costume and he and he comes out of the Kryptonian ship uh, with his suit again. So, and then obviously there's the Snyder cut scenes of. Uh, which were in the trailers, like of Superman and uh, Clark and Lois talking on the farm, where he kind of confirms to her that you know, uh, the ring and the whole thing of them getting married, uh, Clark and Lois, like that's a big part of the Superman mythos. And even that, uh, WB thought that nah, you know what? Forget them getting married. Let's talk about them being itchy instead. No, let's talk about how they smell. <laughs> like, listen to me. 
how can his first words like I know I keep saying this, but how can his first words be I smell good or some shit? I don't know some shit about. Nah, she's, she said he smells good, and he said he felt itchy when he came back to life. Who wrote these lines? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill somebody. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm mean, honestly, we, I think me and Zan debate about this a lot. We had a debate two days ago. Where we were talking about who was destroyed more: was it Superman or Batman? Like, who got it worse in in, in the version of Justice League we got? Because on one hand, we got a Batman who is like giggling. Like a schoolgirl when he saw Superman. <laughs> Listen, don't get me started with pathetic <laughs> Batman was. And and all at, of a, at least Superman, you know, like he saved some people, he did some things, you know. And Superman is more His like lines about him in trash, but you know. And Superman's more like they cut out almost all of his good stuff. But so did Batman. They cut out a lot of Bruce's motivation, a lot of why Bruce wants to bring Superman back, and even Bruce looking at the hologram and even the scene of them trying to bring him back. Remember they we shot the entire scene of uh them returning Superman from the dead, and he wasn't even supposed to be in Heroes Park. And I feel like I feel like Batman was like scared of bringing Superman back. Like in the Whedon cut, I think he was very gung ho about it. Like I want to bring Superman back, and then Wonder Woman was like, "Nah, forget that noise." And nah. <laughs> but I think in the Snyder cut, he would also be a little scared because he knows the vision. He knows Superman might come back evil. He knows that he might bring back Nightmare by doing this. So there would be a lot more uh, nuance and complexity. To the decision of bringing Superman to life. And we know that there is a scene of them trying to get Superman's casket. There is a scene of that. And Batman yeah. wasn't there. Bruce wasn't actually yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And it was just the four other leaguers. And the funny thing is, I think someone pointed this out, but I don't think Superman was even there. I think they went to get his casket in the Snyder Cut and there was no Superman in the box. Oh, there was, there was. Forget it. <laughs> there was Superman because the revival scene was, was Snyder yeah, Cut. Yeah. yeah, so there was Superman in the box, but also they reshot it because they wanted to do the Pet cemetery joke instead. So they put the Pet oh, cemetery, and then they and they only put that joke so then later when he comes back to life, he could say Pet cemetery when uh, Superman is like evil looking, you know? Here's, a, here's the thing. I was thinking about this the other day, and a lot of the issues people had with um, Batman v Superman with um specifically with bruce like him killing and and broken whatever like i think a lot of that was gonna get answered in justice league because there's there's reports that only only zack snyder knows this and i hope he listens to this and kind of confirms it or something but bruce there is a version that kevin smith on his show was talking about in that version he said that bruce is Bruce is very, like, he's at a level where he's, like, just crazy. Like, he, there's a, probably a moment in the Snyder Cup, and I think one of the trailers has his moment. Your plan is dying. Yeah, yeah. So some other shit about a pitchfork or something. <laughs> yeah, so Which, like, no, no, obviously. That could be a Snyder scene. It could be a Whedon scene. I think, I think it would have been, I think the whole idea of Batman kind of going on a suicide mission, and even the idea of, like, this is like an ancient concept of, you know, looking for a good death, you know, like. Dying and, to win, yeah. Yeah, and Batman has this thing in, in his comics and his history where he's kind of like, sometimes he he wants to die in battle. and Kind of like, that's what he's like, you know, he's searching for a death, which is from Dark Knight Returns, actually. Uh, I think it was Dark Knight Wars Part 2 or something. And Dark Knight, Dark, Knight, Dark Knight Returns the comic, in the end, he said that, you know, I spent years searching for a good death, but now I'm going to search for a good life and something around those lines. And the yeah, idea of that searching... Was crazy. So I think that was the arc that Batman was going on because he was feeling so, like, uh, responsible for Superman's death in the first place and that he saw the error of his ways. That in throughout Justice League, he was saying that like I'm on, he's kind of like on a suicide mission. Like that's why uh, I think I'm pretty sure this was a Snyder scene when he's touched down in, um, and when he touched down to the scene in the end final act, he told the league, "You guys go do this, and I'm alone gonna go break the shield, and I'm gonna do it." You know, and then yeah. in the end, the Justice League say, "Nah, you know what? Let's save him." And that's when Alfred says, "You know, no, this is the team," which I feel like that would have been a Snyder cut line because we saw from the early concept art of the whole. League fighting next to the Batmobile. Wow, that's like a concept art. Yeah, yeah. So I think that would have been a really good scene. It obviously got butchered really bad because they over CGI'd everything with lots of plants and everything. So which made no sense. It got very muddy, you know. Like the 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 scene was very muddy when we we're watching it. But yeah, and, and we're going back to the image itself. I think this one image is basically like Umar said. It's the Snyder Cut plus Justice League Two. You know, but I don't think this image has anything to do with Man of Steel or BVS. So I think this is 
everything post Man of Steel and Batman Superman. So this is Snyder Cut plus Justice League Two, and really like, kind of like the whole arc. And and I love I love it. I see like the like some people like I heard some people say that between the Superman logo and the Aquaman logo, we see the Trident. Like that would have been the Aquaman solo movie that would have come out in between. Remember, there would have been the the Snyder Cut. The Justice League Two was supposed to come out this year, in twenty nineteen. May twenty nineteen was the original release date for Jail Two. So between Jail One and Jail Two, Aquaman was always going to come out. So imagine that like, he put that. That was James Wan's Aquaman. And between Superman and Wonder Woman, you see the Eagle. Maybe that's Wonder Woman One or something. You know, like maybe it had some room. Line. Even the way it's divided, the top three are like like the the demigod characters, and the bottom three are like the metahumans. Yeah, three and then humans. Batman and Superman are the polar opposites. Yeah, yeah, and they always talk about you know, the idea of Alpha and Omega, and that's really what Superman and Batman are. You know, one is the Alpha, one's the Omega. They're the polar opposites of each other, but they're both on the same spectrum. So I like it. I like what's going on here. So I guess that's pretty much it. If you guys have any more things you want to say uh, other than that, they should uh, relez the Snyder Cut. <laughs> uh, I think. I think the picture kind of confirms one thing. Honestly, exactly. it's a sick picture, not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm looking at it, that's sick. It really is. Like, yeah, I, it's I, I, I could see people making this like the their, design their phone sick. wallpapers. Like, it is a nice design. Like, it's it's a. Uh, I think uh, I can get the name of the person who did it with Zach uh, right here. Just give me one second, I'll get it. So, it was a guy named Adam Foreman who worked with Zach to do it. So, I think uh, Zach gave him the idea, and Adam Foreman uh, did the artwork itself. So. This is some good stuff. I like it. It's deep. And I think, unfortunately, you know, the Snyder Cut might come out, and I hope it does, and I hope the Snyder Cut has a, has an ending that kind of, even though we know that Darkseid will come one day and stuff like that, I hope it still satisfyingly touches the trilogy together because we're probably never going to get Justice League 2. Probably we're not. Yeah, we're not. Like, that's something we kind of, like, there's the chances of WB suddenly saying that, hey, Snyder, come back and do this. As much as we want it, I don't think it's going to happen now that, uh, Zach started his new production company, which we can talk for a few seconds about that. I think uh, there's a good chance that that era is um, over. But this picture is a good way to kind of put it together that, uh, like, this is what, what could have been, you know? It's a what could have yeah. been image. I think as much as, um, like, the fans want him to come back, there is, like, a, a very vocal minority that wants a cinematic universe like that of marvel and uh, i think that is the heart of like why this version or these kind of why this just didn't it just took a turn for the worst dude, what, are you, what are you talking about <laughs> there's a there's a dude the people that want the marvel formula yeah, is yeah. basically like the majority right yeah, yeah. yeah that is one of the big reasons why this vision didn't go through is because this dude was making some other shit. Yeah. He was making something completely different. And now that I'm, like, seeing this picture, honestly, I w I'd rather have something like this than wait 10 years and have, like, six crap movies by other people. Then, you know, like, I'd rather just have his whole vision, like, the whole... Yeah, you know... You know, like, and, I've been, and, and honestly, I think Zach is not stupid. I think Zach told WB that, listen, because WB is their own number. You know, this is a studio. They, remember we talked about this during the Nostalgia podcast uh, last week, where WB business first, right? And we're talking about why they put the John Williams humming theme and all that stuff. And we're talking about business first and kind of like how they want to just make the most money they possibly can, right? And I'm sure they... WB felt like, listen, we have to create a cinematic universe. We have to have like 20, 30 films and we have to have... And look, it's working for them. Aquaman made a billion dollars, right? So it's not like, oh, it's not working. They have like an idea. They want to have lots of like mini franchises, which is obviously the money way, right? But what Zach was doing, Zach probably told them, listen, when I'm done with my five movies, when I'm done with it, which would have been done literally this year. This year would have been it. This year would have been the end of Just League 2. And then... They can flashpoint, right? They can do whatever they want. But the idea was that listen, you can still keep all my characters and all my um heroes, but just let me do my vision first, and then you can flashpoint Batman back, or you can flashpoint whatever you want away, so then you can reset it. But in the end, even if you reset the universe, 
we still saw the vision like it happened like these five films happened and then other things will happen after like obviously shazam was already coming out shazam was planned to come out while the snyder was making his thing so snyder already planned for multiple solo movies he just didn't plan for his own vision to get compromised in the process and a lot of that has to do with kind of like a reactionary studio like umar said that a lot of people are they just want like i don't know they just want even from a money standpoint what they did makes absolutely no sense to me look they got what scared they, they remember no, even from a money standpoint if you release listen to me the the, the his cut of justice right you think that shit wouldn't make a billion dollars it honestly it might not man that's Dude, the thing that, it won't it won't it wouldn't. I, I wouldn't think it would have either because people he has like people are not ready for his his, his kind of stuff like i don't think he yeah, can do he, it we we would have thought Batman v Superman make a billion. Also, I know billion arbitrary number. Dude, it cares? made eight hundred and something. That was like two hundred million. Original. But then Justice League regular made six hundred, right? It made less than Man of Steel. Yeah, but Justice League regular, the one that we saw. With no, no, but, no, but dude, remember, knew. but remember, the a lot of people think that. Like again, I think the Snyder Cut would have made at least nine hundred, at least. But I also think the Snyder Cut would have gotten like. 10% Rotten Tomatoes. And again, Rotten Tomatoes does not matter. I'm saying this as a person who's officially a Rotten Tomatoes critic. It does not matter, but it matters to the studio. You know, it doesn't matter to us, it matters to the studio. And for them, it's a very big deal that, oh, oh no, our 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 franchise looks bad and, and they get scared and stuff like that, right? And when when Dark Knight Rises ended, right, and Dark Knight Rises made $1.1 which is the highest grossing DC movie ever, Dark Knight Rises, then two years after Dark Knight Rises, they made Man of Steel. In their head, they thought Man of Steel was an automatic billion. Because guess what? Iron Man 3 came out the same year as Man of Steel. But Iron Man 3 made 1.5 billion. And Man of Steel made only made 600. So WB got scared at that point already. They got scared at Man of Steel that something's wrong. And the Man of Steel is my favorite movie. I'm telling you this. They got scared. Then I, I find maybe Batman will save us. So they told Zack, let's do it. Let's follow the vision. Batman and Superman, what can go wrong, right? Unfortunately, things went wrong in, for them in their head because they saw the reaction come out that it only made 27 Rotten Tomatoes. They made 870, 880, which is very good. Honestly, most studios can dream, only dream you know, that, I feel like that much. If the reviews are good, it would have made like 1.5. No, yeah. If the, with bad reviews, it made close to 900 million. And it's actually more for the American audience because Americans are stupid, low key. That's true. But Americans tend to. They, rely on aggregate numbers. They love Rotten Tomatoes Americans, man. I don't know. I don't know in Canada. Samir in Canada. People care about RT or it's just, it's just us Americans. Who's wild here? I've literally never heard uh, rotten, someone say Rotten Tomatoes in Canada. Uh, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I'll say don't like... Rotten Tomatoes. People, people here go watch. They go watch... Look, they watch the trailers. If they like the trailers, they go watch them. Here, and people are word, obsessed with Rotten word Tomatoes. Word of mouth... Bro. Listen. Word of mouth... <clears throat> like... The thing is, Rotten Tomatoes in the United States, and this is why um, Aquaman did really well, is they opened in China, and then people over there were like, whoa, this is amazing, this is crazy, and then they opened in the United States, and even in the United States... It was good word of mouth, yeah. It was, go it was good word of mouth to the point where the critics, did. They a lot of them came out and said, oh, this movie's, you know, this movie's trash, whatever, but then it made enough, like, it had enough good vibes from the start that the American kind of critic critics couldn't kind of like, <clears throat> yeah. they couldn't destroy it basically. Yeah. And I think that's a model that if you did it with the Snyder vision, it could work because Batman v Superman is beloved in other countries. The United States is the one country where it didn't work, where even the fans, it's very divisive. But in other countries, you talk to people in other countries and it, it worked. It wasn't, yeah, and honestly, you can speak, it speaks to the fan base because so many fans, uh, at least the ones that, you know, a lot of us that we interact with, a lot of them are international fans, and a lot of them are people who uh, love the film from across the world, so it's a big thing, like, and I, and I feel you there. You mean to say anything? No, I mean, I agree with everything. So, and I guess the last point is, uh, and this is an important point, I think me and Samir can talk about it because Samir didn't talk enough, but uh, the point I want to discuss now is that I get it, like, we didn't see this, and this image will obviously get people very angry, and some people get even, like, kind of, like, I don't know. Riled up. Riled up, you know, there's going to be the general fan outrage, which is fine, fan acts like that, but I think it's important to kind of put it back into context, especially while we're ending the podcast, that um, while we didn't get this, and this would have been some 
other level stuff. I'm talking about this would have been the kind of thing that shuts the game down. Like, you know, the game would have been different if we got Snyder's vision. The game would have been different because nothing would have been this crazy. I'm talking about this emotionally uh, complex, uh, this many layers, this many nuances. It would have been the craziest movie, right? But the fact is, outside the Snyder Cut, which we could, we should get the Snyder Cut, we want the Snyder Cut, we're not going to get the larger play here, you know? So, I think it's important to bring it back to reality and kind of look at what the DCU is right now. And, and, it's, and it's okay. It's okay. Like, a lot of fans have this problem. And Samir, I know, you're I know you, you find what I'm talking about, but it's like a one-way thing, you know? Like, oh, just because we're not getting this vision, now we're going to throw a temper tantrum and never talk up and like curse every single DCU movie. So they're going to curse out Aquaman. They're going to curse out Shazam. They're going to curse out watch, Wonder Woman. It's like boycott Aquaman, watch boycott Shazam, suddenly show up. So the it's idea wild. is, what I'm going to tell kind of the fans, like kind of our armchair point of view is that just because we're not getting this and I'm with you in the fact that this would have been crazy, I think uh, it's important to kind of get excited for the future as it is because there's still some good stuff coming out and they're still trying to be director-driven now and they're course correcting like on some level like you know they messed up hard with justice league but they are giving control back to the directors so james wan has control of his movie and david sandbro have control of his movie and we just got saw an interview from patty jenkins yesterday where she said she has like 100 percent control and she said she wouldn't even sign the negotiation for this new movie if she didn't have 110 percent control like this is her movie which in the end that's all you could ask for like you want directors to kind of do their own thing so hopefully you know Hopefully some good movies come in the way. And uh... Uh, Just to jump off your point, like we may not be getting like the Snyder vision, but at least we're getting something. Like At least we're getting to see these DC characters that we love. To jump off your point, jumping off Charles' point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, like, if you're expecting, like, there's a, the fan base is expecting people to be respectful to Zack Snyder. The thing is, Zack Snyder is such a different level of like directing and like doing his like his vision at, at such a different level that if you expect future films to like match that or be something like that you're walking into disappoint yourself like the, the layers the deepness you're not getting that you're just not like like i look at this picture and in all honesty like infinity war is probably the craziest the deepest the most amazing marvel film but i look at a picture like this and i just wonder what the heck? Like, how would people respond to the craziness that is Zack Snyder? Like, how yeah. would people respond to Well, that? they would respond with uh, vitriol and anger, as we've seen. Like, there's a lot of vitriol, especially from, like, our own industry, our industry of bloggers and critics, people yeah, who are contemporaries. <clears throat> I don't... And here's the thing about Zack Snyder, and all the best people in everything, like, in any field, the best thing about them is they don't really give a shit about what other people yeah, think and, about them. And then their legacy gets appreciated later. Like, it's later on when That's true. people are like, yeah, uh, this Even is something. Even now, public is coming out saying, oh, yeah, Watchmen was ahead of its time. Yeah, look at that. Later. When Watchmen came out, people were like, this movie is garbage. But now, literally, directors and so many contemporaries, we're talking about uh, Guillermo del Toro, we're talking about uh, Scott Derrickson, right? They're all saying that Watchmen is the greatest superhero movie ever, you know, like... There's, they're giving a lot of praise to it, and even Man of Steel is starting to come around, and a lot of directors have pra praised that movie as well. And I think within five years, BVS will be praised. And I think Justice League, I think it, it, we might have seen a lot of vitriol while it's happening, but honestly, after it was set and done, people would have said, man, this was different. Like, this was different. And low-key, it kind of like, like his vision kind of confirms one thing for me personally, like, Everyone talks about, like, the greatest directors in comic book history, and you always think about Christopher Nolan, right? Yeah. And Christopher Nolan made the most realistic version of Batman that you could possibly yeah. imagine, right? Yeah. But Zack Snyder, to me, and this is what separates him from everybody else, is that he is a comic book, like, genius. Yeah. So he's, he follows that, like, he follows that kind of visual with an insane amount of storytelling. And to me, that's what makes him the best. Like, that's what makes him better than everybody else. Yeah. I don't think... If you gave Christopher Nolan the keys to this universe, even if it had better, better critical reception, whatever, and it would have. It probably would have because it's Christopher Nolan. But the vision wouldn't have been like this. Yeah. This is a whole other shit. Yeah, That's true. He's not as... 
willing to go like more out there and really like push the limits he's, of what's possible. He's willing to put his neck on the line. Like, how do you tell a studio? And I'm really thinking about this now. How do you tell a studio that I'm killing off your your biggest hero in the second movie? Yeah. How do you even say that? How do you even have that conversation? Yeah, and they, and they approved it too. <laughs> well, I, and I they mean, approved I mean, it. So that you means tell, that you tell them he's I'm coming sure back in that, that movie. <laughs> Because of one movie, you're coming back. But yeah, no, I feel it. I completely feel it. And I think uh, the big thing about him is that he embraces the books themselves. Like he is, he goes deep into it and he will bring out imagery from different panels and he wants to create his own imagery himself. So he is bringing out like the best stuff of these heroes and creating mythology. And for him, superheroes are a mythology. Like he looks at them like, <clears throat> like, like, ancient history kind of figures like greek greek mythology like he thinks in that way whereas christopher nolan like when he's looking at batman he's looking at okay how can i look at batman in a psychological standpoint and how can i look at him as like a critique of the character which obviously was he created two masterpiece films and one really good film so he did a good job but zach created two straight masterpieces plus had uh, what was easily going to be two more masterpieces on the way with jl and jl too so we kind of we kind of missed out on that, but again, like we're kind of guys like you know you can't get stuck in the past either. And we Aquaman was a good movie, and Shazam looks good, and and the universe looks promising. It's not like oh the universe is done now. Are we gonna get that deep stuff that we've been talking about today? Nah, is it disappointing? Of course, but that doesn't mean like uh, that we should trash the new movies. That just mean there's great stuff coming. Yeah, there's there's stuff coming out. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be solid. You know, it's not gonna be like revolutionary, but it's gonna be solid. You know, and that's fine too. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if um, if these movies don't do well, right? If they don't do well, then I honestly think like they should have this. The one of the like studio, they should have this in their back pocket that if these movies turn out to not do well. They're doing, I mean, Aquaman did well. I expect Shazam to do something similar, like something similar to that. And Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be crazy because Patty Jenkins is a legend, low-key. Yeah. Um, but if these movies start doing bad, right? Like if they're, they, they, they start doing real bad, then you, I think the studios have a conversation about bringing his kind of vision back. Like yeah. release just Lee, release the Snyder Cut. And then have him back for just like two, and then let him do his thing. Dude, yeah. because a, I don't see I, it. I, I disagree. You'd still, you'd still make money. It's I don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't think they would make like. No, dude, dude, I don't think they. I, dude, I completely disagree. I don't think they would make like six, seven hundred million on a Just League movie with this level of insanity. Because I think biggest problem with Batman Superman wasn't. It wasn't so much only storyline. There was a lot of like, think about how they released a theatrical cut that cut out like big plot like big parts yeah. of the plot like you're talking like they cut Lex a lot of Batman's motivation. whole yeah. schemes like just cut out completely yeah if you put that in we're having a different conversation and you don't know how people would react to that first view you don't it's hard to say don't. i think it would have done better i think it would have done better i think bvs would have made <sighs> a billion easily if it, if it released the ultimate cut first and i think justin could have made a billion too it's just more like i think the p the the studio is way too reactionary. Like the second BVS came out, they reshot they reshot Suicide Squad. They took out a lot of scenes. And they recut the movie to make it light, and then they reached at the same time. They told Patty Jenkins, "Let's reshoot the end of Wonder Woman and change that too." And then they told Snyder, "Guess what? We're gonna do one level of a new like one level easier script for Justice League, which they did." And then they, in the end, um. I, we can't, yeah, and we we can't talk about the middle stuff. Uh, there's a lot of people can think about what happened in the middle there, but obviously, since it was surrounded by a tragedy, it's a pretty bad thing, and uh, obviously that comes first. But and and whatever happened, whatever the studio did after, good or bad, that's on them. But uh, then Just League Two obviously got scrapped right away, you know. And then, then the funny thing is, Just League Two didn't get scrapped. Snyder's idea of Just League Two got scrapped, and then Whedon and Jeff Johns wanted to do Legion of Doom. So they put that as their new Justice League 2 idea, but then that got scrapped also because Hamada, Walter Hamada saw that he's like, nah. So he just, he cut that out too. So, <laughs> so and uh, Walter Wait, Hamada... He saw, he, he saw that and he was like, what? He was like, oh, nah. Right. So uh, he saw that post credit scene reshot, obviously, of oh, should we have a league of our own because they confirmed they reshot that line where they put like a, that's why Lex's face is... That's why it's such like an extreme close-up, like uh, Fantastic Beast style word to smear. 
I'm right through his eyes. <laughs> Bizarre as hell, man. Shouldn't we have a league of our own, though? And, but obviously, the original would have been something like, oh, yeah, bring me the bat's head. Like, that's my guess would have been. Like, you were told, he were told Deathstroke that, yeah, he were Deathstroke, go get, go get Batman. You know, it's time to kill him. And then, obviously, then if you build the Which dots. It's kind of funny, though, still, because um, if Superman couldn't do it, what makes you think Deathstroke going to do it? Nope. <laughs> Maybe it's not someone who knows him or something like that. He's like, I'll tell you Bruce Wayne's Batman's identity or something like that. I don't know. But, then right. but we knew that Alf Affleck was directing the movie and it was going to be Deathstroke as the main villain. <clears throat> it's funny because Ben Affleck leaked the Deathstroke picture on just on Twitter uh, that before Just League came out. And that's kind of wild if you think about it. Like, who knows why he leaked it? Maybe he leaked it because some, it some, some inside stuff is going on. <laughs> like, who knows how far the, the conspiracy goes, you know? <laughs> well, we sure as hell know. <laughs> yeah, well, we know some of it, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I guess that's... Um, all right, let's give the word of advice at the end because at the end of the day, we're all frustrated. You could tell in my voice. Yeah. I'm sure you could tell in other people's, or like all four of us kind of frustrated. <laughs> Some years like a happy camper in any situation. <laughs> but at the same time, as you guys said before, it's a movie and um, we're going to have to... This is just a part of the game. Like this, yeah. These kind of decisions are part of the corporate uh, game and uh, they got... As Clayano said on one of uh, on our second podcast, I think it was yeah. that they have their own corporate concerns, and that f- feeds into what what and how a film is made. That usually yeah. supersedes so, everything else. Yeah. yeah, and let's talk and talk about corporations. Let's talk about Snyder kind of rebranding and making a new office and completely. <coughs> he's leaving the Warner Brothers office. By the way, you guys know this because he was building his office for a little while. He's moving into a new office. He's been putting pictures on. No, that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he is leaving that office, but that doesn't mean we don't know what his current relationship with the studio is. So maybe he is still going to be releasing films under that banner, under Warner Brothers publication. But uh, he is definitely rebranding heavily, and I think it's not a coincidence that we're seeing this happen one by one by one. Just two days ago, he released that he completely changed his logo. And his company name, so they went from cruel and tw- cruel and unusual films to the Stone Quarry, and Stone Quarry it says it's going to be film, television, and animation. So uh, it shows that maybe Snyder is going to be branching out to those areas. We might see some animated projects from Snyder. We might see some television. Uh, there were some rumors that the Fountainhead is not going to be a movie. It's going to be a TV show. So there's a chance that that might be happening. Um, but it looks like Zach is moving on to a different project, a different sense of view, but also means he might be more open with kind of what this means in terms of Justice League. I'm not sure what it means. Maybe it means that, I don't know. Does it mean the Snyder Cut is closer to coming out? Does it mean that it's farther to coming out? It's hard to tell. But I think Zach wants to film out. I think it's obvious he wants to film. He wants to film out for everyone to see. And we all want to see it. And uh, obviously we know a lot of stuff that happens in that movie. And it's... Uh, and there's a lot of people, a lot of fans, a lot of uh, other sites. They're also doing a great job kind of uncovering it and putting it out there for everybody. But um, that's pretty much it. I think we're all excited for what happens next with Zach. I think we're all big fans of his. And even if he's not going to be doing superhero stuff, it'll be interesting to see where his vision goes. Because I think one thing, if there's one like central message to this video, is that, boy, that man's vision is crazy. <laughs> he got some vision. <laughs> he critiques some crazy things. <laughs> so... Uh, if he brings this kind of passion and vision to other things, then let's see what happens. Because look at what he's doing with existing characters like Superman and Batman. Maybe with his own clean slate, he'll create other great stories. Let's see what happens. But um, just to bring and it up. One yeah, more thing. Go one ahead. more thing. I saw this on Twitter from some guy. I think we all can kind of jump in and talk about it. Um, I don't know. He said something along the lines of, or I, no, it wasn't on Twitter. I saw it on YouTube. John Campier. Camp- okay, yeah, Camp- yeah, yeah. Okay, I know that guy. All right, yeah, yeah, crazy guy. So he said something along the lines of uh, that Zack Snyder should stop, uh, you know, sharing Justice stuff, and he should lay low. And that was before quote. this, right? Yeah, that was before he released this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Idiotic, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. We shouldn't. Why is silencing directors? Lay low. I mean, he. Someone, if someone works on a project, right, for like three, four, five, six, seven years of his life, however long it was, why do you expect him to lay low? And especially after what has actually happened. Yeah. So even more than that. Even like to the people that are saying like, oh, lay low, this, that, and the other, 
I would say nah. <laughs> a big Dude, nah. it's more than that. Zack Snyder's a grown man. I mean, let him do what he yeah, wants. He's a grown Who man. Cares? <laughs> My man's is grown. But they they want to control him. But uh, I think... Uh, with, with lead pipe cruelty. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think we'll end it on uh, uh, this last bit. And I think, again, I'm going to bring back to the beginning that the reason Snyder put this picture out was actually for a charitable reason. He wants to raise money and... Uh, the T-shirt already made, I think, sitting right now like four thousand dollars, which is awesome, which yeah. is great. So it's the all going one thousand. So, that's really so it's all going to uh, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and uh, we'll put the link in the description. Yeah, link in the description. I'll share the link on Twitter as well with it. So if you guys wanna support that cause and you wanna buy a T-shirt and you wanna like help out, and all money's going to good cause, and we know Zach more than anything, this is about like his family and he loves his family, and this is a kind of a tribute to them. So. Uh, <coughs> We're all for it. Uh, I'll leave a description for his link in below. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Give us your thoughts. Uh, if you're listening to iTunes, you know, leave us a rating on there as well. Uh, we want to keep bringing good content to you like this more regularly. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter, Comic Book Debate. Follow our personal accounts all on the pinned tweet. And uh, anything else, guys? Or should I do that wrap-up? No, wrap-up. Do, do, do it with the classic wrap-up. Do that classic wrap-up, boy. Right, Samir, what do you think? Classic wrap-up or not? Yeah, boy, Rob. I bet. <laughs> so from myself, from Zeon, from Umar, and from Samir, this is the Fruki Bros. We'll see you next time. Peace out.